I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out podmetrics.co. Once again, that is podmetrics.co and sign up for free. So whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode 1 to episodes 2, 3, 4, 100, 150, and beyond, Podmetrics can help you get to know your show and your listeners that much better. You can check it out today and sign up at podmetrics.co. Once again, that's podmetrics.co. And you can use my referral code on deck. That's O-N-D-E-C-K, just one word. And you can get a head start into the wonderful world of Podmetrics. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. This podcast is presented by Podcast Network Asia. It's a podcast where I aim to tell the stories behind the real people behind the mic. This week on the podcast, I'm talking to one of the iconic voices from my own childhood in Ray Langit. I say he's an iconic voice because I distinctly remember my dad listening to him on the radio when I was a kid and my dad would drive me to and from school. I even remember he had a very specific schedule for his radio listening habits. He'd be tuned in to DWIZ in the morning, and I think that's when Ray Langit was on, and then in the afternoon, he'd be listening to DWKC, or 93.9 FM, which is now IFM. And my four or five-year-old brain thought na, ah, AM band on the radio kasi umaga AM, di ba? And then FM band kasi yun yung malapit sa PM, kasi hapon. I don't know why my dad made a habit out of listening to those stations at those times. I'm guessing it's because he was an adult and he wanted to listen to news in the morning. And I guess he wanted to listen to some music in the afternoon. I, I still don't know. I haven't asked him. What's funny is I ended up meeting Ray Langit as a kid. And there are photos of four-year-old me at his office. I think it was Christmas or whatever occasion it was. My dad just brought me to the office of DWIZ. And he happened to know a lot of the broadcasters from that time. From Ray Langit to Eli Aligora to Marupahate Sarne, those were the names I could remember. And it's just really funny and amusing that I have that picture from 1994 
And I was able to show Ray Langit that photo before we started recording. And I'd like to think that it kind of warmed him up to me as well. And I guess my takeaway is it's pretty cool that 26 years later, we finally have another photo as adults, you know, with the social distancing and everything because it was via Zoom call. And I got him on my podcast to talk about some of the stories from his amazing legendary career. That's the benefit of talking to the veterans who were actually there when changes in the industry were starting to take form. They saw it firsthand. One of the reasons why I started this podcast to begin with is so they can tell their stories from their perspective. And as a fan of the industry, it's just great for me to soak it all in and to learn about it. And, well, it makes for a great episode as well for you to enjoy. Before we get to Ray Langit, let me tell you that you can register to vote right now. The 2022 elections are less than two years away, and you can register now at your nearest Comelec office. And if you want to know the steps to take to get that done, then go check out VotePilipinas.com. They don't pay me to promote their stuff or their website at all, I'm just really passionate about letting everyone have a voice, especially in what could be potentially the biggest election in our lifetimes. So please go ahead and register now. Make sure you've got a voice in the upcoming election in 2022. So check out VotePilipinas.com. Do it and do it right now. All right, it's time for me to get to this week's guest. Pareng Ray, Ray Langit is on deck. This week on the podcast, I'm talking to another legitimate icon and legend of the industry. Please welcome the great Ray Langit. Thank you so much for joining me on deck. Yeah, you're welcome, uh, Stanley. How are you doing in the time of the pandemic? How is it with uh, you know us still being um, in, in broadcasting, having to go to work while all of this is happening around us? How is it on your end? Yeah, yeah nothing changed uh, actually from day one, from March I still have to, to go to the office. Yeah, in fact, sabi nga sa akin ng mga kasamahan ko ron, eh, bakit hindi ka mag-Zoom? Yeah, bakit hindi ka mag... Uh, sabi ko, I wanted to, to go out. And besides, media naman are allowed to... Yeah, through our pass, through the uh, inter-agency mm-hmm. task force, we are allowed to travel. Yeah, mas uh, gusto ko yung... Mm-hmm. Ano, eh, nakabu-move. Parang feeling ko masyadong stagnant ako sa ano, yeah, naka-quarantine ako, self-quarantine sa bahay. So I have to move every day, every day. So uh, has the pandemic and everything happening, has it changed anything po sa show ninyo or the way that you do things around uh, around the booth? As a matter of practice, yeah, sa program po, yeah, adaptable ang adaptable and flexible ang program. Yeah, so that kung ano need ng audience, yun ang binibigay sa kanila. So, one of which is, every day I would give them latest on the COVID, yeah, locally and internationally, hindi lang sa politics, hindi lang sa entertainment, yeah, but of course, yung mga legitimate mga issues like uh, the pandemic. I was actually watching clips of uh, your program on DZRJ. So I know that you also live stream on uh, social media in this uh, day and age. So um, I, I couldn't help but notice at the intro uh, how you, you talk about your longevity and how much uh, time you've devoted to this industry. So how did you get into broadcasting to begin with? Yeah, honestly, Stan Lee, it is the hardest part 
how to share my 45 years of experience into 45 minutes. <laughs> you know, pinako mahirap sa lahat. Anyway, uh, I was very much active known as uh, campus politics. I've been, uh, you know, yeah, during uh, election period dun sa FEU, I would campaign here. I was the uh, campaign manager of the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. every time na mga kausap ako ng mga schoolmates, siguro broadcaster ka. Yan ang bukang bibig nila. So, yeah, that gave me the idea. Na-provoke ako. Na sabi ko, bakit hindi ko kaya itry? Dahil every time na nagtatanong sila, <laughs> kung ako'y broadcaster, kung ako'y DJ, kung ako'y announcer, but the truth is, wala akong experience. Yeah. So I tried to go to a small station at the time. This was the 60s. I'm speaking of the 60s. Mukhang wala din ng mga 60s. No, no, no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there is CBN. Ang CBN kasi separated pa sa ABS-CBN. You know? Makihiwalay pa yung mm-hmm. ABS at saka yung CBN. Yeah, yung mm-hmm. out of broadcasting as a Ross Boulevard, another entity, Yung uh, Chronicle is another radio broadcast on. So I went there to try my luck sa audition. But you know, sa audition kasi may audience eh. I joined the group of interested parties. Yeah, nag-audition kami. Merong small theater. I went on stage. Nung tawagin ako, ang sabi sa akin, you're on. Nakita ko yung script. It's a very simple script where you can yeah, express, project, and pakinggan nila intonation and pronunciation. Ano? Parang, I remember yung nasa script noon yung parang fly now, pay later scheme. Yeah, so, nung i-open ko lips ko para mag-dialogue, wala lumabas. Ouch! So, I tried again. I just saw yeah, the, the script in my hands, nagubagalaw, nagwe-wave, and my knees are moving. Sabi ko, what's this? And the third, very devastating, yung mismong bosses ng audition master, sabi niya sa akin, thank you, you may go home. Nako! Sabi ko, oh, it was a sad experience actually. Pero yun ang naging challenge sa akin. Because, Minemorize ko kasi ni Audition Master ang sabi ko sa kanya, yeah, to myself, babalikan kita, sabi ni Ron. So, si Professor Cesar Mortega is very known sa CBN at the time. Yeah, true enough, nung ready na ako, binalikan ko siya para hindi na niya ako ma-turn down. Yeah, it was more of a challenge kesa dun sa presenting it in a uh, silver platter at iaabot lang sa'yo. So how long did it take between that first audition when you said that uh, you had a hard time getting the words out to when you finally nailed that audition? Ano po yung pagitan? Nung no? incident din ng audition? Yeah. After that, I uh, started talking to technicians. Ang sabi ng technician, alam mo, hindi naman kami talaga naghahanap rito ng announcer. Sabi ng gano'n. Mm-hmm. Nagsasurvey lang kami, nitignan namin kung may mga nanon, may nakikinig sa amin. Oh, sabi ko, ito paano kapag uh, meron kayong choice, meron mag- magaling na tumindig dyan. 
Ang sabi nila, alam mo, kung kukuha kami ng announcer, yung may pangalan na, ayun na yung mag-train. <laughs> so, ang sabi sa akin, hindi ko makakalimutan, sabi ni Mang Elmo, that's his name, he was a technician, honest naman siya, sabi mm-hmm. niya, if I were you, if, if you are really interested, pumunta kasi sa maliit na station, mag-apply ka, mag-aral ka muna kung ano ang matututunan mo, tsaka bumalik rito. So, I went to PBS, this Philippine Broadcasting Service. Yeah, it was atop the GSIS in Roseros, Manila at the time. I went there. Sumalubong sa akin itong si Mr. Tony Bernal. Ang sabi niya sa akin, pero ang hindi ko makakalimutan pala yung sinabi ng technician, pag nag-apply ka, huwag mo sabihin gusto mong maging announcer. Sabi ko, eh, yung poong intention ko, no, sabihin maging announcer. Basta sabihin mo lang, gusto mo lang matuto kung ano ang broadcasting. So, kinuha ko yung tip na yun, salubo ko yung, yung news director ng PBS, sabihin sa, uh, nag-a-apply ka ba ng announcer? Hindi po, sir. Gusto ko lang pong matuto. Ah, okay. You're welcome. Immediately, it took me in, sabi niya, oh, gusto mag-training nito. Sige. At the time, yung news department nila, super ingay because of the teletype machine. Alam mo, nakakatawa dito, Stanley, uh, I've seen the technology before, nagkaroon ng evolution, nakita ko lahat ang changes. Sabi ko, at the time, teletype machine, ingay niyan. Lumalabas doon yung mga news items, Kinukuha namin doon, tinatranslate namin. Ayun ang ginagawang news. So, I tried to, to copy what they are doing. And then, uh, every time na inaabot ko sa, sa newscaster, yung item na ginawa ko, meron ako to self. I won't, I won't, I won't deny it, ano? Dahil kasi may ambition ako eh. Every time na inaabot sa kanya yung news item, mm-hmm. sinasabi ko sa sarili ko mag ka sana. Oh, because I need break, hindi ba? True enough, uh, mabait siya sa itaas. Narinig niya yung whisper ko. Nag-absent one day. So, since the year, newscasts, walang iba magbo-broadcast. Ako ang news writer. Ang sabi ng technician, oh, absent dito yung si Jerry. Ikaw na on the air ngayon. Oh, naku. ko yung script. Ako gumawa. Oh, translate. So in other words, uh, I was super confident na flawless pag deliver dahil ako gumawa eh. mm-hmm. And true enough, binasa ko ang ganda ng pagkakadeliver at pagkatapos sabi ko, sana po narinig ako ng Diyos. And uh, after a few hours, the telephone in the news department rang. Uh, tumatawag ng general manager. Eh, narinig na ang boses ko. Ang sabi mm-hmm. doon sa kanya niya, sino yung nag-broadcast kanina mm-hmm. ng newscasts? Ah, ako po yun, ako po yun. O, tawag ka dito ni GM. Ang GM noon, yeah, was uh, Coco Trinidad. Coco Trinidad became the, uh, yeah, one of the first uh, dean of UP sa Mass Communications Department And oh. he is the father of uh, Noel Trinidad, the famous person on TV. Huh? The, the actor, yes. 
pagpasok uh, doon sa room niya, immediately I introduce myself, Sir, ako po yung nag-announce. Ang sabi sa akin, where is the announcer? Uh, sir, absent po. Walang announcer. Yeah, who told you to go on there? Sabi sa akin. Uh, uh, sir, sabi lang walang technician, walang announcer. So, it was my own initiative to go on there para po hindi tayo mag-dead mag air, sir. Technician told you to go on there? Sabi nga gano'n sa akin. Ganun ang boss. <laughs> Nakakatakot siguro yun. Tuloy <laughs> ako. Nung, nung atras na sana ako, ang sabi niya, okay, do it again tomorrow. Ngayon. That was my first break. That was quite the twist because I, if I were in your shoes, I would have also expected na uh, sasabunin kayo because hu, tama nga naman, like uh, the technician suddenly had the authority. That doesn't normally happen. So I, I could imagine the fear at the time. Yeah, that's true, Stanley. But alam mo, sa early morning, sa broadcast, wala nang mga available na mga station managers, yeah, walang, mm-hmm. walang mga supervisors, walang ano, sa ginong oras eh. Kaya on your own right. kayo eh. Uh, technician lang ang nakikita mo yeah, at the time. Did you always have that booming voice or was that something you developed over time? I've always wanted to know the secrets behind one of the most iconic voices in Philippine radio. But before we get to that, Sir Ray, let's take a quick break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Unfiltered, unhinged, raw and uncut. This is the flavor of Flick Off. In each episode, we will talk praise, praise and smack on films both local and international, dishing out a heaping serving of juicy tidbits, insights, and innuendos in between. Our goal is to flip the boat and shake the industry by giving voice to general viewing audiences, skewing the pretenses of academic critic circles. This is Uncle Farouk, Kyla, Dos, and Is, and we are Flick Off. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Did you always have that booming voice uh, even when you started? Because you mentioned earlier that um, when you were in FEU, all the other students would ask if you'd had a broadcasting background or if you were really already an announcer. So did you have that voice already before? Or was that something that you developed over time? Yeah, it's both, I think. No? When I joined uh, the military training, campus lang naman, I became I became a uh, PMT commander. Naging head ako ng isang batalyon ng ROTC. Eh kasi kapag ka officer ka nun, during that time, you keep on shouting. You keep on projecting your voice. Kaya medyo na-develop ako rin sa ganoon. So... Uh, you already had that advantage coming in. And um, I, I want to go back to something else that you said just a few minutes ago. Sabi niyo po na a technician at CBN gave you the tip to introduce yourself as somebody who just wanted to learn the art of broadcasting instead of somebody who wanted to apply to be an announcer. Bakit po may ganun? Bakit po may ganung strategy for someone who wanted to break in? Why not just be upfront and say, I'd like to apply to be an announcer? Hello, even during our... Yeah, during our time, uh, stiff na rin ang competition at the time. Siguro, ang mm-hmm. naisip niya, yeah, dahil uh, very sincere naman ang kanyang, ang kanyang paliwanag at explanation sa akin. So, ang naisip niya siguro, 
para makain ako, I have to, to do that. Otherwise, kung sabihin ko kagad na ang intention ko maging broadcaster, intention ko bupuh kagad before the microphone, baka it will take time. Maganda yung kanyang tip na bitigay sa akin. And sequel to that, nung yeah, medyo comfortable na ako doon sa pag-broadcast ko, talagang hinanap ko siya yung, ano, yung audition master. Si Professor uh, Mortega ng ABS-CBN, but this time, mid-60s na yun, they transferred already, nag-merge na yung CBN at saka yung ABS dito sa buwala opinyo. So I have to go there and reapply. Eh, ang, at the mm-hmm. time, mukhang kompleto na sila. Maraming na sila, ano, mga broadcaster at may mga pangalan. But nevertheless, ang sabi ko sa kanya, uh, nag-audition ako sa iyo once upon a time. But uh, tinayin down mo ko, yeah, my mission now is to let you know na hindi mo ko pwedeng i-turn down sa iyo. Parang gano'n, ha? Bingin ako na siya ng challenge. So, ang audition na ginawa niya sa akin, I remember, pinasakay niya ako sa mobile unit kasi nagsisimula noon ang, uh, ang first generation nito eh. First generation, first batch ng ABS-CBN Radio Patrol. So, pinasakay niya ako sa mobile unit at sabi niya sa akin, sige nga, kumuha, kumuha ka ng balita, mag-on-the-spot reporting ka. Sabi sa akin, Wow, sabi ko ngayon. E de, medyo ano na, maganda na ang ano, ha? maganda na yung, hindi na yung audition, hindi ka na akit sa stage, hindi ka na panunorin ng mga audience, kundi on the air na kagad. Yeah, you're really getting the man-on-the-street yes. interviews. So, despite of that chance, hindi ko ginrab ng ganun lang. Ang inisip ko, pumasok agad sa mind ko, I have to deliver a news that they will not forget. And a, I have to look for a material that uh, first time nilang may encounter, first time nilang marunigan, first time nilang may experience, yung ganito. You know, because at that time, they were trying to look for a model kung paano na patatakbuhin yung Radio Patrol so I went to PGH, I remember. Pagdating ko sa PGH, nakita ko yung blatter nila ron. They have uh, several uh, accidents. Mostly yung mga nagbanggaan, nasaktan because uh, pagbaba sa bus, may iwanan ng bus. Sabi ko, masyadong mababaw para i-deliver kong balita ito. Sabi ko, ano pa kaya? Sabi ng technician sa akin, did Technician is also the driver. I remember, sabi niya, sige na, kumuha ka na rin. Ganyan ang ginagawa namin. Kumuha ka ng balita sa blatter, tapos, i-ano mo na lang, mm-hmm. essin mo na lang. Ganyan ang dialogue niya sa akin. Sabi ko, teka. So I have to bribe, ha? literally, I have to bribe the technician. Just so agree with me. Pinasigarin niyo ko siya. Wow. At saka pinamit siya. Para mag-cool down uh-huh. at maghintay. True enough, you know, meron <laughs> diyating na isang body uh, nasa stretcher but uh, dead on arrival. Yeah, sad to note, it was a sad story but sabi ko rin sa mga nagdala ng body, sino ito? Ay, sir, ano po yan? Bodyguard po ni, ano, ni Governor Montano. 
Montano o Montaño, at the time, Montaño, parang gano'n, nang Kabite, ha? Kabite. Ha? Sabi ko, bakit? Ano nangyari? Eh, papano po, doon po sa sa club, mm-hmm. eh, may nagputukan, siya po ang tinamaan. Ako, sabi ko, medyo maganda-ganda ang balita, hindi ba? Kakaiba, kakaiba. So, ang ginawa ko, immediately, I gave a teaser of the news on the air. Parang less than a minute. Parang one-minute uh, news. Ang binigay ko agad, mga kaibigan, meron pong isang uh, bodyguard dito ng isang uh, very known governor, yes. Governor Montaño ng Cavite, dead on arrival. Kung papano po siya na baril, kung saan siya na baril, Malalaman ho din nyo. Uh, tapos wala pang plagi na pangalan nun. Wala pang ray lang it. Report si mula rito sa PGH. Kundi yeah, mag-e-end din ka lang. Sasabihin mo lang kung saan ka nag-report. So, sabi ko sa technician, takbo tayo sa kabite. At that time kasi, siguro few minutes lang, maluwag na maluwag pa mm-hmm. ng mga kasala. Wala pa mga traffic. Wala pa pong traffic nun. Wala pa pong traffic nun. Uh, sabi niya, Ha? Ano? Baka ma-delay tayo. Hindi. Sabi ko, sige na, takbo na tayo. Nagpunta kami sa isang club. Uh, na-identified yung club na doon siya na baril eh. Doon sa club na yun. Uh, kinausap ko na yung eyewitness. Ang sabi ko sa kanya, i-share mo lang sa akin kahit na, uh, na kung natatakot ka na sabihin totoo, gawin na lang natin alias yung uh, pangalan mo. Let's change your name. Gawin natin alias para, hindi, para ma-protectahan ka naman. Oh, sige po, sige po. Okay. So, ito na yung second sequel ko nung no, 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 report. Makikigyan mula po rin sa PGH. Narto time ngayon sa nasa dulon dila ko yung club. Uh, at sabi ko kung uh, eyewitness, yeah, ano po ba exactly ang nangyari? Papanto siya na ba rin? Eh, papano? Naglalakad siya. Nabangga niya yung shoulder, yung balikat, ni Aha. Piscal. Sinabi ko, sinong Piscal, ha? Hindi eh, niya alam na piskal ito, siya, hindi alam ni piskal na bodyguard siya ni Governor. So, anong nangyari? Pagkabanggang ganyan, hindi niya pinansin, hindi siya nag-sorry, okay. hindi siya nag-apologize, sinigawan siya ng piskal. Pagkaharap niya ganyan, nagkainitan. Oh, sabi niya, oh, ano gusto mo? Binunutang kagit siya. At nung bubunot siya, pinaputokan siya. So, Mga kaibigan, mula po dito sa nightclub, tuloy ho tayo mga kaibigan sa himpilan ng pulisya at malaman natin kung ano po ang development ng kanilang investigation team. Hinggil po dito sa pangyayaring ito. So yung third na report ko, galing na sa, ano, sa himpilan ng, ng pulis. I went to the, you know, to the supervisor. Medyo magdidilip na noon eh. Ang sabi sa akin, anong gusto mo malaman? Yung nangyari pong barilan dito sa mm-hmm. Meno? Ha? Hindi ko kapsad yung barilan. May, nang, may nangyari bang barilan? So, binigyan ko lang siya ng teaser ng konti. Na-surprise siya dahil ako ang naging source ng kanyang report. Nas nabi ko, alam ba ho ninyo na bodyguard po ni Governor mm-hmm. yung nabaril dito at si Piscal po uh, ang bumari? Ha? Ganun ba? So parang kayo pa po yung informant ng mga pulis. 
nag ako ang naging uh, informant kasi hindi niya alam yung detalye. Right. So, noong niyayaya na ako ng driver, sabi ko, last na ito, last na. Eh, nakuha mo na lahat. Nakuha mo na yung, ano, yung club. Nakuha mo na yung statement of police. So, ano pa? Ano pang gusto malaman? Last na ito. Hinanap ko yung bahay ni Governor Montano. Montano. So, nag-out so, of kayo? Hindi. Dun, naroon na rin siya. Sa Cavite. Ah, okay. okay. Ang, ang bahay ni Governor. So, ito na ngayon. Yeah, nung kumakato kami, yung helper ang nagbukas. Ang sabi ko, uh, reporter po ako. Nagpaklal na ako si reporter. <laughs> Kahit na ano, audition pa lang sa akin yun. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ako po ay uh, taga-ABS-CBN. Gusto ko makausap si Governor. Tungkol po rin sa kanyang bodyguard. Ha? Ano nangyari? Eh, kukwento ko na lang po kay Governor. So, nung pa, parating si Governor, binuksa ko na yung microphone at sinabi yung Governor, alam ba ho ninyo si Mang Berting, yung bodyguard po ninyo, yung naparela at patay na po? Ha? Tutang! Uh, sorry, ha? <laughs> yung, yung Governor, ang, ang nagmura on there. <laughs> Hindi uh-huh. maunduso yung mga mura. Pero right. malutong na po ang mura ni Governor at the time. Ang tanong mm-hmm. niya kagad, sino, sino bumarel? Sino bumarel? Yun. Ganon. And that was all live on the air. Pero live, oh, live yun. Hindi ko din detalye, but uh, nakuha nila yung reaction ni Governor on what had happened. So, yeah, nung bumalik kami sa ABS-CBN at the time, wala na yung mga supervisors, wala na yung si audition master. So mm-hmm. I have to go back the following day. I have to go back the following day. And to my surprise, uh, nung pumasok ako sa, sa gate at nagpakilala ako, sabi ko ako po yung nag-audition, ako po yung nag-report tungkol doon sa insidente na pamaril. Mm-hmm. Sabi sa akin ng, ng guard, ah, hanapin mo raw si Mr. Gamsi Alba. Hindi ko kilala ako si si Gamsi. Yeah, but I uh, have to go to the radio division, look for the guy. Eh, siya pala yung yeah, man behind the whole division. Siyang bossing doon. Yeah, mm-hmm. si Mr. Alba. So, I was surprised bakit siya ang pinahanap sa akin, hindi itong si Professor Cesar Mortega na kung saan ako nag-audition. Ngayon pala, ang bilis ng communications nila Tinanong nila kaagad, sino yung nag-report na yan? Nalaman nila, nag-audition lang ako kay Professor Cesar Mortega. And then, uh, sinabi nila agad, pag-reportin mo sa amin yeah, the following day. And true enough, noong pumapasok ako sa kwarto, ang medyo shocking sa akin dito, Stanley, no exaggeration, ha? no exaggeration. It was a long haul. Nakita ko familiar faces yung mga nakaupo ang mga naroon Jenny De Leon. Jenny De Leon was the number one AM uh, announcer at the time. Jenny De Leon, Al Mendes, uh, Ike Lusada, and Chadeli, Tita Betty. Sabi ko, wow, puro mga celebrities ang mga narito. Sa loob-loob ko lang, no? And then there, there was a, a vacant seat, one vacant seat. At ang sabi ni Mr. Gamze Alba, 
Uh, guys, let's welcome the new add-on to our staff. Wow. Ganun naman kabilis. Ganun naman kabilis. Kaya't it was uh, amazing na hindi ko makakalimutan, Stanley, yung experience na yan. That was quite the the audition process. Um, yung takeaway ko po dun is that you really went out of your way to try to make that news report stand out. But... Um, I, I can't deny that uh, I guess a little bit of timing and luck also went into it because an incident like that happened on the day that you were doing your audition. So how would you have made a news bit or a news report memorable if such an incident didn't happen? Because sabi po ninyo, yun yung goal ninyo, to have a report that was so unforgettable. So how could that have happened without an incident like the bodyguard um, getting killed? Alam mo, yeah, ako naniniwala ako, Stanley. Yeah... Kapag bibigyan ka ng break, bibigyan ka ng break. Yeah, parang, yeah, if you are in the right place, in the right time, and that's it. If it's really for you, it's for you. Yeah, so sa akin, best effort lang naman ako. Sabi ko, the best news that I can gather and I can put on the air, yun ang ilalagay ko. Parang isinubo sa akin yung incidente, no? Yeah, magabat, uh, I know it's a sad story dahil buhay ng tao ang involved, but uh, mm-hmm. nevertheless, just the same, it was a break for me. Tulad din ang mga challenges na umabot sa akin on several occasions, different occasions, different dates, different events, na binigay sa akin in a silver platter. So, sabi ko, this is mine. I think it's uh, it's, it's a great way of putting it uh, when you think about it from that perspective na nandiyan eh. So why not uh, maximize yung opportunity na yun? Now, uh, you start as the new guy and you're part of a roster with all the top uh, broadcasters and announcers at the time. And you're a relatively young announcer at, at this point. So how long did it take for you to find your your personality or your voice as a broadcaster? Yeah, doon sa, ano, sa batch namin, yeah, as I mentioned, we were the uh, the first batch. We were the first generation of ABS-CBN Radio Patrol. And uh, I was the first guy na maka-experience din ng hostage taking, meaning ako mismo ang na-hostage. And uh, that was... Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> that was the uh, the first experience na hindi ko gusto. But, uh, you know, that made me... Uh, yeah, that made me something within the circle, within the, uh, uh, the group. Yeah, I-share ko na rin sa ito, no? Yeah, I was tasked... Yeah, I, I was tasked to cover an election. Yeah, that was uh, election 1969. Yeah, national election. And uh, I was assigned to go to uh, Tarlac, to Bamban Tarlac to cover an event. Uh, ito na yung, ano, ito na yung, sabi ko, ordinary naman masyado ito. Kasi feeling ko, since na, uh, nakapag-deliver na ako ng, ng medyo, yeah, breaking news, yeah, na alam na nila, markado na sa kanila, sabi ko, mag, uh, mag-cover ako ng election. Bilangan lang ng boto, at saka, you know, yeah, situational lang, kung ganura karami ang mga bumuboto. so I'm looking for something else no yeah nagahanap pa ko gedon na ko eh nagahanap pa ko something new alam mo yeah true enough dun sa 
napunta akong precinct. It was an ordinary uh, it was an ordinary event na common na common sa lahat. Pero sa kanila, hindi dahil yung mga ballot boxes nila, hindi mabasa kasi puro mga ink. Apparently, mm-hmm. merong mga uh, grupo na nagbuhos ng mga ink do sa mga ballot boxes. Wow, yeah, this is something, sabi ko. So, sa pagtatanong ko, ano po ba nangyayari dito? Sino po gumawa niyan? Ay, naku. Uh, hindi ko pwedeng sabihin. Eh, bakit po? Naku, naku. Ganoon na sila, no? So, I think there's something wrong. Takot sila. Ngayon right. pala, armed, armed men pala yung gumawa noon. Armed men, okay? These are the, yeah, the early hook balahap ng Pampanga. <laughs> yeah, the end Okay. NPA. Pero noon eh, hook balahap ang tao sa kanila, no? Yeah. Ang sabi mm-hmm. ko, uh, pwede ba ako mag-interview po sa inyo? Ah, hindi po pwede. Kung gusto niyo, yung mga tao riyan, pumunta kayo, lubakad kayo ron, kumalak kayo riyan sa may kantong yan, malalaman niyo kung ano nangyari. True enough, I went there, to cut the long story short, ay tinuro pala nila sa akin, ito pala yung grupo mismo na mga nagpo-pour ng ink do sa mga alpadot boxes. Ang sabi ko, uh, ano po ba nangyari? Pwede po bang ma-interview kayo? Ah, gusto mo interview ka? Uh-huh. O sige, alika dito. Yun, tinutukan ako ng yeah, long arm and uh, dumami na sila, puro armado. Pinaupo ako rin sa, yeah, sa talahib, yeah, grass. Pinaupo ako. Yes, yes. Yeah, together with another reporter, yung reporter na si Dan Hernandez, I remember this guy, he was then the reporter ng ABS-CBN pang television ako ang reporter ng radio kasi ganoon sila iba sila sa TV mm-hmm. iba sila sa iba ang nasa magkaibang division so ako ang representation ko radio siya representation niya television press kaming pinaupuron pati yung driver namin pinaupo so it was an ordeal no it was three hours ordeal waiting for something na hindi ko alam kung ano yung hinihintay nila. Siguro signal. Yeah, para maputokan kami o whatever. And the accident naman, merong mga trucks of soldiers who are passing by. Yeah, itong mga truck na ito, hindi naman, hindi naman talaga pupunta roon, kundi dadaan lang sila. Yeah, I remember uh, itong mga trucks na ito, sa camp makabulo sila naka- Destino, yeah, that's the famous camp mm-hmm. in the Interlap-Tarlap. Yeah, led by Colonel Mon Diaz. Pinasalamatan ko siya, actually. Kasi yung accident na pagdadaan nilang yon, nagpanakbuhan yung mga armed men. Yeah, that was the time na maka-exit kami. And then we started looking for the head ng team ng mga soldiers at in-interview namin. Yeah, we were saved by year. Hindi nila alam ha, na na-save nila kami dahil nag-dance sila. Nagkataon lang. Nagkataon lang na ang yes, ganda ng timing ng pagdating nila. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, that's another experience and nag-spread on yung nangyari sa akin. 
Did you always want to cover news or did you ever think about crossing over to entertainment or other genres? Before you answer that, Sir Ray, let me tell our listeners really quickly about another way you can help support the podcast. Malapit na mag 11-11, so it's high time that I let you know that On Deck has a Shopee affiliate link now as well. You can help support the podcast by clicking on this link before you go to the Shopee app or website. tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee. Your online shopping can really help out the podcast because from your first successful checkout, On Deck and Podcast Network Asia get a small commission to help keep the lights on. So you can help me out and do me a solid by doing your shopping over at this link, tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee, or you can go straight to the 1111 landing page at tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee11-11. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee11-11. Did you always want to do news? Like, was that something that you always wanted to pursue? Or did you eventually want to transition into other forms of broadcasting like entertainment? Yeah, actually, when I was pulled out from Radio Patrol, they gave me a chance to go on the air as an anchor. Sempre iba na iba na ang mm-hmm. timpla, no? And doon sa field, talagang uh, force to good ka, talagang news ang uh, i-deliver mo. Pero pagdating mo sa loob, eh, wala ka naman source, no? Yeah, at the time, on your own, no? Parang ang dating, yeah, okay. hindi ba na co-equal ng mga, eh, ng mga inabutan ko roon, sila Kuya Cesar, yeah, Chadeli, Puro mga ano yan, personalities at meron sila kanya-kanyang identities. Yung isa nagbabasa lang ng porn but uh, you know, yeah, grabe ang audience niya. Yung isa, yeah, tumatawag lang ng, ng report from the field, si Jeremy De Leon. But grabe ang audience niya. Sabi ko, ano naman na um, may ibibigay ko na wala sila? Yun. Yun. Mm-hmm. Uh, nag ako. And what was that? Well, it was a mix of uh, of playing music at the time and uh at, dahil medyo creative din naman ako modesty yeah i started doing some yeah creative work na yeah yung mga inahanap kong music eh merong relationship doon sa mga di-deliver ko mga poems, no? Nag-deliver ako, nag-ano ko yun, nagsusulat kasi ako ng mga, yeah, mga poems, and uh, pagka nakita kong merong, ano, merong relationship yung, yung theme ng music doon sa poem, sabi ko walang gumagawa rito, yeah, maring ito ang pwede kong uh, initially gawin, okay? And, uh, Hindi ako masyado nagtagal doon sa ginong uh, klase ng yeah, format. Yeah, kasi si uh, mga kasabayan ko noon, yeah, sina Joey De Leon, eh, because while I am occupying another booth, kasi piti yung, ano, eh, piti yung stations namin sa ABS-CBN at the time. Eh. Yung isa identified mm-hmm. sa sports, YKFM, yung na-assign na ko sa DCOA uh, asama ko yung ilang mga comedian eh, na mga personalities in the likes of uh, Al Mendez, 
Chadelie, Ben David, yung mga ginoon, ha? yung mga institutions na, na inubutan ko. Sila Joey, they just spin records. Pero kapadali yan sa kanila. Diwaw station ang, ano, ang tawag sa kanilang station. Tapos another uh, station, yung DCMM, at the time DCMM, it was an English uh, English station. XL is where Johnny DeLeon is doing his newscasts uh, at DCAQ, Pinanggilingo Radio Patrol. Yan. Yan ang mga stations. May kanya-kanyang category, may kanya-kanyang expertise, at may kanya-kanyang line. So I have to adapt myself kung ano yung hinihingi ng station. Gano'n na nangyari. Growing up, having listened to you, one of the things I I associate most with the name Ray Langit is the Paring Ray moniker. And I think in yun parang pinaka-relatable eh, kasi I remember that a lot of your programs started to delve towards public service and really uh, catering to OFWs, yung mga pangangailangan nila. So how did you um get steered into that direction? Like why did you decide to cater to uh, this section of our kababayans? Tsaka, saan po nang galing yung idea to fashion yourself as paring Ray? Okay. Uh, yung yung nabagit po, yung paring Ray, yung, at the time kasi, puro mga pangalan na ang mga, you know, kasi sa competition sa broadcast, at the time, yung name recall, sabi ko, ang hirap makisabayan rito sa mga ha, may mga pangalan na at nauna na. Yeah, I introduced mm-hmm. yeah, myself dito sa station manager ng DZRH at the time, si uh, Kaloy Castro. Ang sabi ko sa kanya, uh, Mr. Castro, have you had uh, a, a format na ganito, ganito, ganyan? Kinuwento ko sa kanya yung format na naisip ko. Sabi niya, hindi pa pwede yung format na yan. Kasi remember, martial law ngayon, sabi ngayon sa akin. Yeah, dahil kasi nag-declare ng martial law in uh, the year uh, 1972, na ang ABS-CBN. That was the first time na magsara ABS-CBN ako witness. Uh, mm-hmm. Dahil uh, memorable sa akin yung pagkakapadlak ng ABS-CBN at the time. Dahil ang September 20 was my birthday, Nagkaroon kami na celebration, eh, konting salo-salo among, among us, mga broadcasters. Ginagay kami. Uh-huh. At noong gabing yun, halos mag, uh, magkasalubong kami ng mga track ng mga sundalo na ipapadlak ng pala kami. Kasi ang declaration ng martial law was 21. Pero lahat ng mga stations, binisita na nila on the 20th, right. no? uh, midnight. So anyway, after ko rin sa ano, uh, doon sa ABS-CBN in 72, I went to DCRH. Kinausap ko nga yung uh, management and I introduced myself. Uh, ang sabi nila, hindi na po pwede yung format mo. Unang-una ako, Radio Patrol, wala na tayong scoop, wala na tayong live interviews, uh, live coverages, yung mga ganyan. Pinagbawal lahat yun eh. Kaya ang nangyari, yung mga balita, kukunin mo na lang, babasahin mo lang on the air. Nagagaling mo ito sa National yeah, Broadcast Center yeah, at uh, release ang malaki niyan. Ngayon, sabi ko, yeah, I want to create a, a format na kunyari, nakupo lang tayo sa isang yeah, sari-sari store, sa isang karihan. 
nag-uusap tayo, paring Ray, paring Kaloy, paring Ray, paring Kaloy. Pag-uusapan lang natin anything under the sun. Uy, maganda yan. Casual lang. Oo, casual lang, casual lang. Pero sabi ko, wala pang gumagalwa noon. Ngayon, ang gagawin ko, mag-i-intro ko. Ang sasabihin ko, mm-hmm. ito ang platuntunang walang kinatatakutan. Ah, teka, 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 sabi ni Kaloy. Eh, paano sasabihin walang kinatatakutan? Eh, martial law tayo ngayon. Hindi, ano lang yon sabi ko. Catch, ano lang, uh, catchphrase. Intro lang yon intro lang yon sabi ni Ron. So, nakumbinsin ko siya. Sige, ituloy mo nga kung anong naiisip mo. Ang sabi ko sa kanya, ang intro ko would be something like this. Ito ang palatuntunang walang kinatatakutan sapagat ang pangahas ni Duika Pangyarihan na nagmumula sa mamamayang people power. Teka, teka, teka. Eh, uprising yung direction mo eh. nag invite ka ng tao eh. Hindi, sabi ko, in- uh-huh. intro lang yan. <laughs> intro lang yan. And you know, Uh, at the time, when I created and coined yeah, these words, people power, medyo kinikusyon pa ako ng mga kasama ko ron, sabi nga ron, uh, kung ibig mo sabihin yung power nung gagaling sa mga listeners mo, yeah, people's power yan, sabi nga ron. Sabi ko, mahirap i-pronounce yun, ako. Mas madaling i-pronounce people power, sabi ko, merong Merong, ano, merong pwersa. Sa inyo po nakuha yung words na yun, yung people power? Uh, like, paano po siya pumasok sa consciousness nyo? Nung kinocoin ko kasi yon ang iniisip ko, audience eh. And at the same time, uh, yung strength ng audience, if they tuned in to my program, sila ang magiging uh, batayan ko. Yeah, dito sa ano ko, dito sa aking yeah, yeah, mga reports at saka yeah, discussion on the air. And uh, to cut the long story short, uh, Stanley, I uh, dominated uh, the, mm-hmm. the supervisor in the putting this program on the air. Uh, but of course, as expected, may mga tawag kami tinanggap mula sa Malarinyang at the time to stop the program. Sabi ko, kung i-stop natin yung program, kasi doon lang sa ano yun, masyadong intriguing na yung intro eh. Yung intro lang. Tukol na ng attention, you know. Yeah, kung ititigil natin, sabi ko, parang ang lumabas, yeah, lahat nadidiktahan na. Lahat didictate na sa atin. Yes. Tapos, in-explain ko na rin doon sa yeah, nag-advise sa amin na itigil. Sabi ko, Uh, kayo rin, sabi ko. Yeah, this also for your own good. Dahil kung ang intention natin ay hindi naman exactly literally diktahan ng sambay ng Pilipino, you can always say na, oh, eh, may program dyan eh. Y- yan nga, hindi namin pinagbabawalan eh. Oh, people power ang, ang, ang kanilang programa. And then... And that's how you made it work for you. Yes. But actually, ang tunay na ano nun, ang tunay na title noon is Metro Manila Banat. Kasi yun din ay inobjectan nila kasi yung word na banat. Uh, parang uh, talagang uh-huh. attack, attack ang nangyayari. No? Sa, uh, Kung as early as 70s, parang ginagamit nyo na pong tagline yung people power to refer to yung kapangyarihan ng audience nyo, how did it uh, 
mid-70s. Right, Kasi mid-70s hindi ko agad po. na na-apap, na-pa-approve sa kanila. Na-approve lang yon mid-70s, but martial law, ha? until 86. I'm really intrigued about this origin story behind people power. Now, Sir Ray, how did it feel when the catchphrase you came up with eventually became the rallying cry of the Philippines in 1986? I want to hear all the stories, but before we get to it, let's take a quick break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, I'm Mommy Cabs from the South. And I'm Mommy Fabs from the North. Learn how to Campbell life with us on the Kanye Moms podcast brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. So let's talk you guys. Make sure to check out our show after listening to this episode. Uh, come the 1980s when um, Senator Ninoy was assassinated and then the People Power Movement started to form, how did it feel when those words that you used as your catchphrase for your radio show, yun bigla yung ginamit ng mga people to rally behind this movement? Yeah, alam mo, pinikap nila yung word na yeah, people power. Nagsimula yan kay, uh, ano, yeah, kasi listener po siya. Listener pa ni Paring Kaloy, si Cardinal Sin. No? Yeah, nataon naman, si Ambassador Antonio Cabangon Chua, yeah, uh, at that time, wala pa siyang station, nasa kabilang uh, ibang line niya, but he is somehow very close yeah, to the uh, to the church. Siya na nagsabi doon kay uh, Cardinal Sin. Ang nagkukwento nito si Ambassador Antonio Cabangon Chua. Ang sabi niya raw kay Cardinal Sin, yeah, pakinggan mo yung, ano, yung sila paring kaloy tsaka paring rey. Doon sa DCRH. Pakinggan mo, pakinggan mo sa amin. Uh, naging, ano, naging habit na, naging listener na namin ito si uh, Cardinal Sin. In fact, uh, to, to, be, to be more, to emphasize what happened uh, doon sa along the, uh, along the way, uh, uh, yung team din ni Cardinal Sin ang nag-offer sa akin na lumipat ng station. Eventually, eventually, from DCRH to Veritas. Yeah, from Veritas, yun naman si Ambassador Antonio Cabang Chua yeah, convinced me to join him also sa DWIZ. Yeah, dahil nabili niya yung from the LSA. Anyway, that's, uh, ano, that's another, another issue in my career. Pero noong kasalukuyan namin inahandle yung program na yun, talagang nag-draw ng attention, maybe because uh, matindi yung clamor sa, yeah, sa commentary programs ng tao. Kasi walang ibang gubagawa noon. Ano? Yeah, dito, dito, yung key, kadalasan, kapag tinatunong ako ng ilang mga MASCOM students, yeah, my uh, longevity, my uh, yeah, if I may uh, use it as a secret, hindi naman secret, kundi sabi ko, flexibility at saka adaptability, you know? Yeah, ako, nakita ko na na magdodraw ng ano, mm-hmm. attention ito. Magdodraw ng attention and they will even use that line for whatever they have in mind, you no? Know? Kaya si Cardinal Sin, siyang unang gumamit noon eh, nung sabihin niya, o oh, sige nga, pumunta tayo rito sa EDSA, sa tapat ng kampo 
Olibas, Cabo uh, Crame, at saka sa Camp Aguinaldo, yeah, mag-people power tayo. Naging paulit-ulit na yung gamit ng people power. That's why noong nag-viral, nag-spread hindi lang sa EDSA, sa buong Pilipinas, ginaya na rin sa iba mga bansa. No? Exactly, ha? hindi people's power, ha? kundi exactly the same the same pronunciation, the same way how you deliver people power. Yugoslavia, yung nung natro itong si Slobodan Milosevic, yung Romania, Myanmar, Czech Republic, ang Korea at saka ang Germany, at saka Egypt, ang pagkakamali ko lang, uh, hindi ko na patent yung ating <laughs> kaya hindi ako hindi ako nakakuha sa kanila ng royal royalty ah Stanley but, but imagine that a phrase that you coined just for your radio program and I guess to empower yung listeners nyo it uh, it played a significant role in our country's history uh, it played a significant role in other countries' histories as well the way that uh, you tell that story I think that's uh, it, it's a mind-blowing story it's really remarkable which is really true, yeah. Uh, uh, Stanley, uh, credit to uh, to my uh, programs. Uh, I can uh, claim also one uh, one program that talagang yeah, hindi lang dito sa Pilipinas. Yeah, ito hanggang sa Vatican, no? I'm speaking of the program yeah, to Saudi with love. Alam mo, in the mid-70s, mm-hmm. when I created the program, sabi ko, kailangan ito ng tao. Kasi every time na may mga OCWs pa at that time, ha? hindi pa O. Yes, I remember that term. Uh, ito yung first uh, generation na ating mga workers abroad. Yeah, OCWs are yeah, overseas contract workers. no? Yes. Ang, ang pumasok sa mind ko, every time na merong lumalabas ng bansa, yung iniiwanan are, are devastated. Yung kanilang family. Why? Because parang, parang namatayan sila. Parang hindi na nila makikita uli ang kanilang, ang kanilang husband. Kung husband mo. Especially since wala pa pong social media nun, so mas mahirap magtawagan. Yes. So ang sabi ko, Eh, wala pa tayong ano nun, gadgets, ha? wala pang uh, cellphone, eh, wala pang right. texting, eh? wala pang texting eh, in the 70s. Ang sabi ko, why don't we create a program that will bridge the families in the Philippines at saka ng workers abroad? Kala ko, ganun lang kadali. Akala ko, pagka pinatch ko sila, nag-usap sila, and that's it. Hindi pala, yep. complicated din pala. Yeah, along, the, along the way, ha? along the way. Yeah, so, kinrate yun, uh, ang sabi sa akin, when I introduced that program, ang sabi sa akin, Mr. El Salde, uh, long distance yan, that, that's very expensive. How can you handle the program? We have to pay for the long distance call. Don't you worry, sabi ko, sir, we have to get a sponsor. So, nakipagtaya pa ko sa PLDT. Yeah, nung una, hindi mabili yung idea, but later on, when I explained to them, sabi ko, this is the only format na pwedeng, pwedeng makatulong. This is a real public service. No? And true enough, noong tumakbo na yung program na to Saudi with Love, at pagkatapos, 
nagkaroon ng mga sulchud ng mga incidente abroad. For instance, nagkaroon ng Gulf War. Sa Gulf Wars, yung mga workers na naroon sa... Kasi pag sinabi mong Saudi, akala nila, buong Middle East, Saudi na eh. eh gumamit na ako ng isang, ng isang word para lang yeah, maging catchy, no? Yeah. And tama-tama noon, medyo usno ng movie ni James Bond na uh, yeah, you're from Russia with love. Yung mga ganun, ano? Right, Ito. right. Yes. So, uh, It makes sense now. Yes. Medyo pumasok lahat sa mind ko yun, ano? So, noong nag-uusap na sila, yeah, I remember Stanley, there, there were outstanding uh, cases na na-handle ko are very unusual na pati na producer sa movie ay naiintriga and they have to create a movie out of my program. For instance, your papano ko rin ginawa yung, yung si Boy Santos? Okay. Yeah, this one case. Dumating sa akin yung Santos family sa DCRH at the time and sabi nila, Mr. Ray Langit, kailangan po namin ng tulong ninyo. O sige, sabi ko, uh, an paano po ito? Tatawagan po natin si Boy Santos, nagtatrabaho po siya sa Middle East. Mm-hmm. Uh, sabihin po niyo sa kanya na namatay po yung anak niya. Alam mo, your, this is very significant uh, story. Kay si isang bright child at the age of four, yeah, ang daming alam, but uh, nagkaroon na publication na-hospitalize at namatay. Here, ang sad, sad part of it, hindi na, in, walang lakas ng loob ang family na i-break yung sad news na yun. Kasi, and at the same time, may sakit pala sa puso si Boy. So it makes sense. Nagpunta sila sa akin para ako ang tumawag at ako magsabi. Ang sabi ko, parang mabigat po ata yung, ano, yung role na yan para ako po magsabi. Kasi napakahirap na naman. Tatawagin ko po siya, tignan ho natin kung saan aabot ang pag-uusap po natin. Kasi yung ginagawa ko, ano ito eh, ito yung program na walang, walang script, walang guide, once na you're on, you're on. And that's it. No? O ano mapag-usapan ninyo. Okay. So, tinawagin ko si Boy Santos. Uh, sabi ko, Boy, uh, si Ray lang dito sa Philippines. Upo, kinala ko po kayo. Yeah, boy, sandali lang ha. Yeah, narito si misis mo sa loob ng booth. Ha? Misis ko? A- anong ginagawa riyan? Oh, eto, inabot ko sa misis. Siyempre, masyadong personal naman kung ako pang uh, mangibasok at magsabi noong, yeah, noong story ang yun. Ano? Sabi nung misis niya, Boy, oh, anong ginagawa mo riyan kay Ray Langit? Uh, boy, Narito si nanay. Ipinasa sa mother. Kasi the whole family. Yeah, ang sabi nung, nung nanay, uh, Boy, anak, kumusta ka riyan? Okay naman po ako rito. Eh, nung ginagawa niyo rin sa stasyon, ng radyo? Boy, narito ang ate mo. Ipinasa rin sa ate niya. Yung telephone. Wow. <laughs> eh, sabi alam mo yung si Boy, nag-iisip rin yan. Yeah. Uh, you, alam mo, human instinct, 
nakausap mo lahat yung mga mm-hmm. malalapit sa iyo near a skin pero yung mahal na mahal mo hindi mo makausap <laughs> yeah yung anak there has to be something oh, oh, fishy something is wrong di ba until inabot yung yung line mismo ro sa kumpare niya ang sabi niya yan boy sandali narito si kumpare mo inabot do sa kumpare niya alam mo ang sabi lang ng kumpare niya dito boy ganyan ang buhay yung line na yun, napasigaw na yung boy. Sabi niya, anong ginawa niyo sa anak ko? Uh, mataas ang boses niya, unti-unti, uh, mm-hmm. mararamdaman mo yung emotion, yung iyak niya on the air, at pagkatapos, biglang tumahimik. Kaming lahat, hindi na, alam mo, Stanley, you know this, kapag ka nag-dead air ka, is a no-no sa broadcast. Uh, it's a mortal scene, especially radio. Pero doon, alam mo, hindi kami nakapagsalita. Honestly, hindi kami nakapagsalita. Lahat, wait and see, nakikinig lang kami kung ano mangyayari. Akala namin nag-collapse. Ngayon pala, talagang, ano, talagang lumayo lang sa, sa telephone at marunig mo yung kanyang iyak. No? And that's it. That's a very true to life, very dramatic, emotional, na programa. Alam mo, ibat-ibang instances na ganito ang mga na-encounter ko. Akala ako, nung una, madali eh. Kasi nung una, pag nag-usap sila, oy, magpadala ka na rito ng pera. Kailangan na namin. Puro gano'n, ano? But, ito pala mga personal problems na pagka-senior mo sa mga nakikinig, nalaman ko na ang mga tao, wow, pagdating sa tunay na drama ng buhay, alam mo, lahat uh, sumasabay. And I, hindi ko lang malaman kung paano umabot ito, itong programang ito, hanggang Vatican, believe you me. Nang magpunta dito sa atin, si, si, si Cardinal, let me see, mm-hmm. Pope John Paul II, now the same, now the same, Pope John Paul II, in collaboration with the uh, Archdiocese at saka ni Cardinal Sin, they gave a special citation for the program to Saudi Without. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. Ginawa rito sa PICC, ako ang tumanggap. And uh, hindi ko makakalibutan yung citation na yun nakalagay doon. Uh, a program with the heart uh, and service to mankind. Ganun ang, ang uh, laman noong, uh, yeah, noong citation na yun. Yeah, kaya nga, alam mo, tuwing maalala ko itong program nito kasi nag-evolve yung program. Ngayon, ang gamit namin, uh, biyahing langit. No? Biyahing langit. Why biyahing langit? Kasi nung pumasok na, yeah, at least ito ma-share ko sa'yo, pumasok na ang technology, yeah, pumasok na ang cellphone, eh, Nagkaroon na ng texting, sabi ko, yeah, doon sa dalawang ala ko, at the time, still alive si Raister, my eldest, si JR, sabi ko, high time to create something else. Dahil uh, yeah, magiging irrelevant tayo kapag itinuloy pa natin yan. I was you know, actually about to ask how your role has changed it dito sa era ng social media, so I'm glad that you're getting into it. Yes. Uh, in fact, doon sa Biyangin Langit, 
we have to introduce something else. Yung hindi alam na kanilang family rito na yeah, ginagawa ng, uh, ng kanilang relative abroad, your success stories, at saka difficulties or whatever, yun naman ang yeah, sineshare namin sa mga televiewers at saka sa families na yeah, iba't-ibang destinations. No? Medyo nag-cool, nag-cool down lang ngayon yung aming team yeah, led by chair lang eh, dahil nga yeah, dito sa pandemic natin. But you know, mm-hmm. ang story, Stanley, wow, yeah, first time akong naka-encounter ng mga ganung storya na yeah, out of this world. Yeah, these just very few doon sa napakaraming historia ng programang yon And yeah, oh, imagine, true to live stories on the air, the live. Sa sobrang tagal yun na po sa industry, nakita niyo po yung different seminal moments in our history and yung pagbabago ng teknolohiya. How are you able to adapt as a broadcaster and incorporate yung social media? Lalo na social media has dictated and controlled our lives basically. So kayo po as a public servant, as a broadcaster, paano niyo po siya na-adapt para magamit ninyo at its fullest? Alam mo, buti natanong mo yan I want to uh, grab the credit, uh, Stanley. Yeah, nataon na uh, ang anak ko. Yeah, hindi naman siya millennial, but of course, uh, yung mga generation niyo, yeah, alam na alam kung ano ang gusto niyo ng uh, now generation, ano? Kung saan sila, yeah, mm-hmm. kung saan sila nakafocus, no? Ako, yeah, yung key na binanggit ko sa iyo kay kadina na yeah, adaptability, yeah, dahil uh, aminin ko yung mga generation ko, yung mga kabatch ko in the 60s and 70s, hindi nila matanggap itong, uh, itong mga gadgets. No? Hindi nila matanggap. Ang, yes, yes. <laughs> hindi nila matanggap. Yeah, kahit sa paggawa ng uh, mga news, I know yeah, meron pa akong isang kasamahan hanggang ngayon typewriter pa rin ang ginagamit. Wow, sabi ko gano'n. Oo. Yeah, ako naman, uh, since yeah, we welcome ko ang lahat ng mga developments, we welcome ko ang lahat ng mga changes, at uh, sabi ko, I'm very fortunate yeah, na makakita ko pa ang mga pagbabagong ito. And I have to adapt myself. Nag-a-adjust ako. Yeah, kaya ito, nag-uusap tayo using Zoom, Using my iPad, yeah, we are communicating. Mm-hmm. Ano na? Yeah, kung ano ginagawa ngayon ng mga kabataan, gano'n na rin ako. Kaya sa program sa radio, ang focus ko, Stanley, once na mupo ko sa microphone, alam ko naman na yeah, history na ang radio. Yeah, history in the sense na ang gusto rin ng mga nakikinig, hindi lang yung yeah, hindi lang audio, hindi lang audio dahil yeah, ng Facebook, nariyan YouTube at nakatutok sila sa sa visuals. Sabi ko, I have to give them what they want. Kaya kung na-notice mo sa program ko, yung Kasanggabo Light Everyday 10 to 11 sa RJ, yeah, in ito na papakinggan yes. sa 8:10. Ang 8:10 kilohertz ay eh, napakagandang yeah, frequency sa gitna po ng uh, yeah, ng band, ng radio, ng AM. Pero hindi ako nag-relay doon sa AM. Sabi ko, wow, 
Eddie is part of the yesteryears. Ang gusto ng mga tao ngayon, yeah, okay, they did deliver more news yeah, sa audio, but visual, gusto nila makita. Gusto nila makita. Kaya nagko-complement dito yung mga artwork yeah, ni JR, naman ako. Yeah, kaya pag may sinabi ko sa kanya na gusto ko ganito ang iproduce mo sa akin, isend mo sa akin, via we transfer para mas clearer. Ang bilis. Maganda ang aming teamwork. Maganda mm-hmm. ang teamwork. So, in other words, kung ano ang gusto ng audience, kung ano ang gusto ng generation, I should say, kung ano ang gusto ng generation. Kasi naalala ko tuloy, uh, once upon a time, kapag na, nagigis ako ng mga MASCOM students, ano? Yeah, there was there was a news yes. sa Western countries na this happened siguro baka 20 or 25 years ago na sabi nila uh, radio AM specially will be yeah, will be gone. Sabi nila, ha? sinabi na noon yan, yeah, mawawala ang AM. Sabi ko, yeah, that's true sa inyong uh, country. Pero not in the Philippines, not in this part of Southeast Asia. I have to, I have to share this with the new generation, especially yes. yung mga gusto mong pumasok dito sa, yeah, sa mass communications, yeah, dito sa media. Ang AM sa atin hindi mawala. Yeah, nawala na alos kasi ang nagdodominate ngayon sa abroad, mm-hmm. especially sa Western countries, sa Amerika, puro FM na. Digital radio yes. and FM, FM, yes. Diba? Music, music, yun. Okay. Dito sa atin, hindi mawala. True enough. Sinabi ko 25 years, 30 years, hanggang ngayon, nariyan pa rin. You know why? Because of the character and because of the behavior of Filipinos, lagi silang merong kinikreate ng news. Every time, every time, hindi mawala ang news. Eh, ngayon, uh, dalawa speaker natin, di ba? Yes, yeah. that's an issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, common, common na ang common knowledge na na meron tayong Senate, meron tayong House, meron tayong Executive, so malaking yan. Yep. But mga unusual, eh po mga pasok pa rin sapagkat uh, dito, dito ang role ng, uh, ng radio, especially yeah, role ng AM, eh napakalaki. Yeah, sabagat, uh, hindi ba sa mga FM natin, while it's true na meron tayo on the, on the dot, yeah, every hour, on the hour, na mga news, yeah, but uh, basically mm-hmm. it is uh, a music station. Yung, ang AM, you have to deliver something yeah, in a worthwhile, no? yung mga nangyayari sa kapaligiran. No? Kaya nga, hindi tayo nawawal, naubusan, in other words, hindi tayo naubusan ng mga balita na babalik at babalik sila sa mga AM station para pakinggan kung ano nangyayari. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it also says something... Yes, absolutely. I was about to add po na it also says something about... I, I guess tayo as a country na we haven't adapted fully dun sa digital kaya po yung AM is buhay na buhay pa rin. And the fact na yung AM is still very accessible like for a lot of far-flung areas, AM lang talaga yung nasasagap nila. So, it's also another reason why AM will never really die and will never really go out. So, you know, um, it, 
for the industry, it's good because uh, it, it still keeps uh, th- this subsection alive. So that, that means jobs for uh, people like us, for broadcasters, and for the people who work behind the scenes in the tech as well. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, um, I'm I'm just amazed at all the stories that we were able to parse through. Um, you know, such a legendary career th- that you've had, and and I, I understand that you're a very busy man. So I, uh, I I I'm gonna cut the interview here for now, sir. But I'm just, I just want to say thank you. Na pinaunlakan po niyo yung invitation ko to join me on on the podcast and to share all of your stories. Um, for our listeners who want to catch you. Uh, in action on the air, san po nila mahahanap yung program ninyo and when can they tune into you? Yeah, every day, yeah, I, I am on the air over DZRJ, yeah, that's 810 kilohertz on AM, yeah, Sky Cable 224. Yeah, you can uh, watch yeah, my program as well sa Facebook Live at saka rito po sa YouTube, no? And uh, easily, pwede ko ninyong uh, i-access, lagi lang ko ninyo, DZRJ810, uh, Voice of the Philippines, and then alas 10, uh, makikita ko ninyo. Every Saturday naman, kasama ko si JR Langit, yeah, doon sa aming uh, RJ, RJDG uh, TV. RJDG TV. Ito po ay napapanood din po sa, uh, sa cable, yeah, cable link, you know. That's a channel to that's the cable, sky cable, signal. Yeah, maraming mga cable yeah, companies and uh, Facebook and YouTube as well. Yeah, in other words, uh, malaki, malaki ang, ano, malawak ang outlet. Yeah, kaya sabi ko sa Stanley, yeah, kapag you're speaking of AM station, hindi ka na lang masyado nakapokus dun sa yeah, broadcast, dun sa audio, the visual na rin as well. Kaya, yung aming show ni JR is every 2 to 3 Saturday. Yeah, sa, sa RJ DGTV. Every Saturday, 2 to 3. And uh, very informative, very educational. At marami pong very interesting na pwede ko ninyong makuha at matutunan doon. Ha? Hindi ko pa senior sa podcast ni year. Yeah, ni Stanley ang mga experiences ko sa mga yeah, sa mga interviews na naisakto parang ko sa mga head of state no? yeah, just uh, to name few yeah, halimbawa uh, Indian President Indian President mm-hmm. yeah, itong si PJ Kalam yung interview kay uh, China Prime Minister uh, Deng Xiaoping uh, yung interview kay uh, Iran Ayatollah Kumidi, Argentina Carlos Menem, at Barack Obama do sa Oval Office. No? Yeah, sometimes, kapag ka nabubuksan yung ibang mga naka medyo acquainted po do sa mga interviews ko, yeah, pag nabubuksan nila at naitanong kung papano papano ko nagawa yung mga interviews nyo, mga exclusive, yeah, that's another story. Sa sequel, 
Oh, I, I want to get to that. I want to get to that eventually. So we should do this again another time. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I really learned a lot and I love getting to pick the brains of the, the veterans or the legends, I would say, uh, of this industry. So thank you very much, Mr. Ray Langit. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me on deck. And I'm looking forward to having you on in a future episode. Yes, uh, it's my privilege, Stanley. Thank you so much. And uh, best regards to your dad, huh? Best regards. Sipa. And uh, say you safe always. You just like you, Stanley, you'll go places, huh? You know, hindi dapat maging confined ka, maka-focus ka lang sa isang direction. You are doing it right. You are doing it right. Expanding it so that everyone would get a perspective of even old timers, old generations, as you may describe it, but uh, the old ones, yeah, siguro ilan lang kami who were able to adapt in the current uh, generation. And uh, yeah, no, no regrets. Ako'y tuwang-tuwa sa current generation ngayon. I appreciate the high praise and the positive reinforcement. Thank you, sir. Thanks again to Ray Langit for being my guest this week on the podcast. It was really validating to just have an industry legend be so generous of their time to be on the podcast with me. And it was also equally trippy to hear one of the most memorable voices from my childhood talking to me and saying my name as he was telling me these stories. Just (laughs) mind-blowing. So I really appreciated that and I hope you liked this interview as well. If there's anybody you want me to get in touch with, anybody you want me to feature, hit me up at underscore Stan C on Twitter or on Instagram, and let's see. After all, my motto in life is, if you never ask, the answer will always be no. So, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna shoot my shot like I've been doing since the podcast basically began. In the meantime, if you want to support On Deck and keep the lights on at Podcast Network Asia as well, all you have to do is to do your shopping through this link on Lazada tinyurl.com slash ondeckxlazada. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash ondeckxlazada. That link takes you straight to the site or to the app, and every successful checkout and every purchase delivered to your doorstep gives me and Podcast Network Asia a small commission so we can keep doing what we do best, and that's provide content for you that's very relevant and entertaining during the pandemic. In the meantime, you can check out the rest of the work I do, including my radio show on Wave 89.1. It's called The Morning Takeover, which I co-host alongside Debbie 10, Mondays to Fridays from 7 to 10 a.m. And you can check out my other podcast here on Podcast Network Asia. It's The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, which I co-host alongside Romoran and Chino Liao. This week on the podcast, we're talking to ESPN 5's Carlo Pamintuan, who was in New Jersey and New York at the same time I was for WrestleMania 35 as a member of the media. We've got lots of stories about that this week on the pod. And we'll also be having our regular wrestling talk live streamed on Wednesday at 7 p.m. on Kumu and on Facebook. Before I go, quick shout-outs to everybody who subscribed to the podcast, who's downloaded it, liked it, followed it, and shared it with everybody. I really appreciate it. Please keep doing it. Don't stop because getting the word out there is equally important in keeping this podcast, well, existing on Spotify and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. All right, I've got to put this episode to bed, so let me get out of here and thank Babyface producer Nika Ilocanias and the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team for all of their support. Until next time, my name is Stan C saying thank you very much and I hope I've earned the privilege of your 
your time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 